Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mommy you can be. Are you ready to jump in? Today, we're privileged to talk with my friend and guest, Christina Hyde. In this episode, we'll simplify the concept of meal prep, learn what order to prepare things, and you'll hear more about the aftermath of our crazy snowmageddon 2019. (laughs) This is episode 75. Here we go. Well, thank you, Christina, for being with me again today. I feel like it's just always so fun to chat, and I... I, uh, we've got our coffee and chai and we're just like chatting. It's kind of a good rainy day for yeah. coffee and a visit. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. So I just was wondering before we dive into this topic, um, if you had any fun adventures or outings your family has done recently that you could share with us before we get started? Well, um, speaking of snowmageddon, yeah. <laughs> we've been spending an inordinate amount of time cleaning up the property after the February snowstorm. Um, we lost like 20 plus madrones and several big evergreens as well as like countless branches. Mm. Um, it's kind of, it was kind of heartbreaking to see how much came down because the madrones are my favorite yeah. of all trees. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we've been doing lots of family work days, you know, in all our free time <laughs> and lots of burning. Um, it's been nice to see all the spring signs showing up with bulbs popping up and new grass and the birds nesting and um, watching the mason bees busy pollinating the flowers. And so that, restores my hope in spring. (laughs) I know. I know. Me too. We had just such a long spell of cold and snow and it's just for this area that we live in, it's just not as common. So nobody's really prepared. So yeah, I love seeing the new growth too. So today we are going to find out how to easily meal plan and prep for the week ahead. Let go of a bunch of pressure and myths around food and (laughs) meals because it can be so dramatic (laughs) and come up with practical ways to feel prepared to feed our families well. And hopefully by the end, I want us all to be refreshed and inspired to take just a little time each week to set ourselves up for success in the kitchen and around the dining table. I loved researching this topic, and I have to say that two of my main go-to sources were Robin Conley Downs of Real Food Whole Life and the Feel Good Effect podcast, and then Kendra Adachi, aka the Lazy Genius, and she (laughs) has a blog and podcast as well. So basically, let's start with this. Two things are true. Number one, these ladies are amazing. And number two, I am not trying to reinvent the wheel in this episode. We are just (laughs) trying to simplify meal and food prep in a way that feels good and easy. I think sometimes the what's for dinner question can haunt us and overwhelm us if we have the wrong mindset about it or get stuck in a comparison and shame cycle fueled often by social media, at least for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think there can also be a lot of pride that like subtly sneaks up in people's hearts about their more righteous food choices. <laughs> and then it can leave others feeling discouraged and disheartened instead of inspired. I know that's happened to me, like hoping to be inspired, but then I'm like, oh, my my food is junk compared to this. (laughs) I will never measure up. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just going to offer this first foundational tip for you today, and I hope it sets you free. Choose your food inspiration carefully. Okay. There is so much information overload with the internet and places like Pinterest. And it's all like a lot of it's amazing and good and fun and colorful and beautiful to look at. But um, I was joking with someone recently and they were like, I have so many healthy recipes pinned on my Pinterest board, but I haven't bothered to cook a single one of them. (laughs) I've totally done this with workouts. I've been like, have stronger legs in 12 days. And then, oops, I just like do nothing of what I've pinned. They get stronger if you pin it, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I don't know. Nowadays, there's just so much 
variety and there's just endless amounts of recipe ideas. And mm-hmm. I honestly believe that overwhelming nature of just the information mm-hmm. can paralyze us. Like, oh, yeah. Nowadays, there's just a lot of variety and oodles of recipe ideas. And with that, there are lots of strong opinions about what (laughs) diet or what foods we should consume. So, like I said, choose your inspiration carefully and limit your options. Just have a few trusted sources that you go to so you're not throwing in the towel every night because there's just too much in your brain and you can't make a simple decision. And I found this really interesting. They've done, you know, statistics about how many products were on the grocery store shelves in like on average. So in 1976, um, this article is linked in the show notes, but in 1976, there were 9,000 products in the average grocery store, and now it's ballooned to 40,000 products. That's nuts. Yeah. And yet most of us can get almost all of our shopping done in just 150 items. So you're having to ignore tens of thousands of times every time you go shopping, and that's from Forbes. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. Well, information overload. Um, that's why I've never successfully bought anything other than flowers at Trader Joe's. Um, I mean, it's overwhelming to walk into a store and nothing is familiar. Yeah. And, and I've had things that are delicious from that store that I love them. And when I walk in looking for something, even if I know what the package looks like, I'm so overwhelmed by so many different packages and choices and like scanning everything. None of it's familiar. I just end up leaving. Yeah. I know. I feel like you have to, if you go there a lot, you kind of get the feel of it. But I mean, sometimes there's just too, it's just too much. So you have to, yeah, simplify our lives here. (laughs) (laughs) They've done so many studies on our brain activity and just how we process things and how we make decisions. And I found this fascinating. So as people receive more information, their brain activity increases in this one particular area. Um, It's the area that's responsible for making decisions and controlling emotions. But when the information load becomes too much, it's like a breaker in the brain was triggered. I just snapped. I'm sorry. I like shook the table (laughs) because I had my elbow on the table and the prefrontal cortex suddenly shut down. Isn't that? I mean, so I don't know. I think that makes sense. So we've just we've got to choose our inspiration carefully and just really limit what we're taking in. Well, and your frontal cortex is, is controlling your decision-making and, and like clear thought and emotions. And so I totally get overwhelmed when I'm bombarded by decisions. Plus it makes me emotional. Yes. I know. (laughs) Like those, the restaurants where you go and it's like Subway, except it's for like pizza or for something like that. And they're asking you like, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? And if I, wasn't thinking about having to make a decision and I have to make that decision for myself and both kids and there's like eight people waiting yes. behind me I'm just like I can't I can't make another decision <laughs> so true and the last thing we need is to become more emotional yeah. as moms like we just don't need that yeah. it's a hard enough on I mean without the food choices so when you first think meal prep or meal planning Christina like does that stress you out or do you love it and you do it already you found a good way to do you know how a good system um I'm I'm not a huge planner for the Uh day-to-day, which is probably why I get into food ruts, like making the same four to six things over and over. Uh Uh-huh. That's okay. Uh, I shop for the basics that I can use to make any number of meals, and then I try to use the food before it spoils. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On a good week, I'll make ahead a couple of dishes that we can eat later as leftovers. Um, But when we do big family events, I plan very carefully and I make things ahead and that's a huge stress reliever because I don't have to think I just follow the plan so I like meal planning but I'm not always I don't always effectively um, 
act it out. Execute. Yeah. <laughs> Execute it. That's a better word. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, I do love meal planning, but mine is very much a sketch. It's just a a loose, you know, loosely sketched out thing that's like a roadmap for the week that can easily change if something comes up or people get sick or that we just decide that drive through burgers are in order, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because that happens sometimes. I think we just all get caught up in that comparing and trying too hard and so just so hard to be creative and over the top awesome in the kitchen and then feel discouraged and like, why try? And then just sometimes even kind of give up. So I feel like this is interesting too. I've I've experienced a lot more joy the days, the less I'm on my phone and comparing and looking and trying to be inspired, you know, (laughs) honestly, the less I do that, actually, the more I have peace and joy about my choices. And like, I decided to make this spaghetti and meat sauce and it's great. Mm -hmm. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Instead of like, how did she style that like bowl of, of edible flowers and and like I mean (laughs) smoothie bowl I saw this smoothie bowl and I was like what in the world that's beautiful how do you even do that (laughs) it's like and then I read she took 45 minutes to do it and I was like oh that's how and you have no children (laughs) (laughs) so you have a little more time than I do but yeah I just I just feel like that definitely helps me in letting go of the pressure is just choosing my inspiration and you know not I don't know that for me it's honestly that I'm not feeding and no pun intended my mind with constant images of this beautiful like young girl like chopping vegetables in her million dollar kitchen on a bright sunny day oh yeah (laughs) because really nobody measures up when compared to that (laughs) I know so let's examine meal prep versus food prep having that foundation established of let's really choose our inspiration you know wisely and carefully so Kendra the lazy genius recommends meal planning like I said just sketching out your week of dinners mainly so that you have a rough outline of what you need to buy and then that kind of saves you at the store when you're not like double buying things so you're mm-hmm. not like oh we already had a bunch of butter and I just bought more butter because I mm-hmm. thought we needed it or whatever so it kind of helps with your budget I feel like mm-hmm. too so meal prep why don't you start okay so um some misconceptions about meal planning would be that it's hard It's time consuming, not fun. It's too much work, so I'm just not going to try it or I can wing it, which tends to be my misconception. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like the truth is meal planning can be fun and super simple. I pinky swear. (laughs) If you just keep your expectations lower here, more reasonable is the key. Um, I do not plan seven ridiculously complex dinners per week. I outline and I sketch out five, four Mm -hmm. to five good dinners that I'm confident making, maybe I'll venture out and try a new recipe, but it's not new every night or it's yeah. not exotic and crazy. And you know what I mean? So then we improvise a little more on the weekends. And a lot of times we have the meat, cheese, crackers, fruit type of meal on a Sunday night. And I love it because it's no stress. It's actually quite beautiful when you put it on yeah. a pretty tray <laughs> and everyone can munch and grab whatever they want. And, you know, grilled cheese and soup after church sometimes mm-hmm. is an easy thing. So just... I really feel like if we can let go of the notion that meal prep has to be this horrible drudgery or complicated or annoying mm-hmm. thing, Robin Conley Downs says, many of us think of meal planning as a dreaded chore right up there with laundry folding or bathroom cleaning. And who wants to spend their precious weekend hours on a dreaded chore? I know I don't. And so she <laughs> says, the simpler way is make prep an enjoyable part of your weekly routine. And she goes on to suggest maybe do it when your kids are asleep, like a nap, if your kids are still taking naps or Taking a few quiet moments in maybe in an evening to think of the week ahead and sketch out your meals, like five, 10 minutes, just thinking, looking through the fridge, you know, making the grocery list. I'm a huge fan of grocery pickup, like my friend Betsy mentioned months ago, and I've just been, oh, I about did like, like 
I think I like lifted my hands in the air and was like, yes, because I just found out that grocery pickup came to a store that's way closer to where I live. And I'm so excited because the one that I used to go to sometimes is kind of out a ways um, in a nearby city. And I'm so grateful. I'm like, okay, this will be, especially in this season, I'm going to utilize that more. Um, But anyways, yeah, you can take a few minutes like on a Sunday evening kind of before the week ahead and look through your cupboards and the freezer and the fridge and just use a cute pad of paper that I'll talk about in a minute. Just, you know, a few minutes and make it enjoyable and simple. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, If you see a great idea that you've, you know, you notice something online or in a magazine, use that one source just Mm -hmm. for the week, like not this and that and that and that, (laughs) you know, um yeah so Christina do you like what do you what are your thoughts about that like I mentioned I'm definitely a wing it type of person mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> I'll grocery shop for the basics that we keep on hand and it helps if I pull meat out of the freezer the day before or the morning so then I have something that's thawed and ready to go in the crock pot for the following day or to make for that evening's dinner but quite honestly I'm probably not the best person to give advice on the subject <laughs> because I do get yeah. in ruts and and I think that's really common for all of us to do yeah. because I'm like oh I, I wing it and I'm like I've got four recipes and we'll just do the same four and <laughs> yeah no that's okay I, I but, definitely do the same sometimes <laughs> but but when I like if when I when I do sit down and say okay let's make a list of all the stuff that I like to cook and we haven't made these things for a while or pulling out some a new recipe I always try to only do one new recipe each week so exactly. that I'm not like overwhelming myself with I've got to do this and I've got to do that and what if it doesn't turn out and you've spent all this time yeah well and I've been a fan of a few items that are kind of those easy um the lazy what did she call them uh, Kendra calls them brainless crowd pleasers yeah, yeah and it's those those recipes or those pre half pre-made things that yeah. you throw in the oven for a night where you're like okay I'm exhausted or I was just tired from this or that like our kids have been sick yeah. or whatever so yeah, that's just so good to just That's where Costco comes it, in yeah, for the win. <laughs> exactly. Make it easier on yourself um, in those moments, especially. So let's tackle this idea next. Meal prep, like habits, can allow you to relax because hey, it's done, and not depend on sheer willpower to make healthier food choices. This was one of my favorite points that I was just really mulling over. So why does it help us relax? Well, because in general, you know what their week's roadmap is and you're not like stressed and pressured at the last minute. Now, some people thrive under pressure and they actually like to just really not sketch anything out and maybe that works for you. Um, But a lot of times for many of us, that would just bring kind of like, oh, uh, and then you kind of like the kids are hungry. Yeah. (laughs) So and then you resort to a third night of macaroni and hot dogs. (laughs) Definitely done that. (laughs) Yeah. So You know, the willpower piece is awesome, too, in this. I feel like you allow yourself to not be straining and panicky about, like, healthy eating if your roadmap is mostly, mostly, emphasis, mostly, real food, less processy, junky stuff. You're golden, you know? And I suppose here that the caveat is the meals you plan should lean towards the healthy side to nourish your family well. I mean, our kids are growing, and we want them to get good vitamins and nutrients from the food we feed them, you know, like tons of rich, decadent food every single night's probably not the best plan. But that is delicious. Yes, it sure <laughs> <I> mean, is. <laughs> no, there's no harm in doing that once in a while. Exactly. Um, so yeah. yeah. So back to that cool notepad I mentioned, I found this notepad, I think is at TJ Maxx. Um, it had lines and boxes for the week's meals and lunch ideas, mm-hmm. just all in one sheet. And then you just tear it off when you're done using it or whatever. And it had a grab bag section, which is kind of like your snacks. And I love okay. it. So you just kind of sketch out the week. And I don't know, it's just a visual reminder of what you sketch out for dinners. And it's mm-hmm. easy peasy to fill out. And that kind of helps 
our fridge and cupboards just stay stocked with the basics, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I really like that. So how do you keep your kitchen stocked with essentials without getting overwhelmed in the process? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I enjoy grocery shopping. I And I, I organize my grocery store list by store layout. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> my, that's smart. I organize my grocery list by store layout. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, which makes me less likely to forget something. So I like I put the at the top left is its produce and then non-perishables in the middle and refrigerator on the right and breads on the bottom and anyway so yeah. on and so forth um and I usually do like a big grocery shop at Winco every two or three weeks um and then on the weeks that I don't do something I'll grab a gallon of milk and grapes or fruit or if there's something like oh hey we should make this and I need this one thing yeah. you can go grab that one thing um and it's usually more effective if I ask my husband to pick it up because he d- will just grab the one thing. Right. Whereas I will be like, oh, and this looks good. <laughs> That's where like the, the desserts catch me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and there's certain ingredients that I almost always keep on hand just because they are used frequently for a lot of meals. And then I always keep the ingredients for like a couple of pinch hitters, mm-hmm. like easy meals that come together quickly when you're short on time. So it's like you always have stuff for XYZ meal. Um, yeah. So then when the day is like it's 5 30 and <laughs> and the kids are getting cranky yeah um, so then you have something no I love that idea um so how do you like to look at health and balance with your family when buying food like for example not villainizing Cheez-Its but yet not over consuming like junk all day <laughs> every day yeah so you know balance <laughs> definitely balance yeah Personally, if I can make it out of the store without buying pre-made sweets or desserts, I'm golden because yeah. I'm not very likely to make them myself. <laughs> yes, so true. Um, that's really my biggest challenge. Having healthy snacks in the house helps also. Um, we definitely buy fish crackers or Cheez-Its, but there's also string cheese and carrots and snap peas or fruit when the kids get hungry between meals. And if they aren't hungry enough to eat cheese or an apple, they probably will be able to make it to the next meal without starving. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Oh, I love it. There's a lady who's um, an older lady I've been getting to know at the gym. She was talking to me. We were talking about life. And so she was mentioning um, someone she knows is spending like three times the amount of money on only organic food for her kids. And she's like, it's actually causing problems in the the marriage and the finances of this couple. Mm. And she was like, it's, you know, it's kind of concerning me. And it's like, no, I get it. Yeah. Organic is great. It's a great um, thing that we have access to all sorts of food and healthier food like I feel like recently, just in recent years, everyone's been more aware of like, oh, yeah, let's make sure we're not totally putting a bunch of chemicals into our body or whatever. But everyone is out to make money, you know, so sometimes what's marketed as free range or healthy or organic might not be that much better depending on the source. And Mm -hmm. I love the like Portlandia chicken episode (laughs) where it's not the most appropriate show all the time. But this one episode had um, they were at a restaurant and they were like super concerned like where did this chicken come from did he have friends like where did <laughs> they have like all these funny I won't do it justice but it yeah. is hilarious yeah it's I mean I think it's easy to allow food to become a god yeah as if feeding your baby only homemade organic baby food was the best way to show that you truly love them yeah. or or thinking that that I'll mess up my kids if they have foods with dye in them or GMOs mm-hmm. um, and we need balance not just in the food groups that we eat but I think also in the way that we view food, um, I think so much of the organic and free range stuff is marketing anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends who are farmers I went to school with and they purposely don't eat organic because of the marketing issue. And and they know without a doubt where their food comes from because they're raising it and they're like, yeah. oh, this is it's good food. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my in-laws raise beef cattle and 
It's grass-fed, no antibiotics, no hormones. The cows are beautiful, but they don't qualify for, for organic because they go out on the range in the summer and they're not able to ensure exactly what they eat. Oh, wow. Um, but I think the cows have a better life than somebody that stayed on a little farm that was organic. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think it's just balance. I try not to swing too far to one extreme or the other. Um, so Yeah, no, I think that's really good. We just, it is like a lot of things are marketed a certain way. You just don't always know for sure. One thing we did last year, and we're going to do it again, that I really enjoyed was we joined a CSA. And so it's fun to like do a like a local farm and it's you just pay a flat rate and then you get you can get your bags of groceries or not groceries. I'm sorry, just bags of veggies every week. And it's really fun because it's like a local place nearby and it's fun because you can go visit the farm if you want. You kind of check it out. But it's not for everything we have. It's just like a piece that we can easily know the source, but yet Feel, and feel good about supporting something local, but not like obsess about it and not be like, you can't eat that fruit snack. You only have to have this like <laughs> carrot that came from this farm. Like, you know, just the it's balance, just the balance. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're getting seasonal produce. Yeah. And um... yeah, it's really stretched me in my cooking to be like, yeah. how do I prepare bok choy? <laughs> like, what do I do with that? Yes. <laughs> like fennel or something. Yes. But yeah. So how to play in a meal? Let's just kind of tackle that question because that is you know kind of the root of this so robin again robin Conley downs has a cool little thing she came up with that was just the essential six and she talks about recipe building blocks and hers were sauces protein cooked veggies raw veggies grains and bases and toppings and extras and you can visit realfoodwholelife.com for a ton of her recipes they're actually really good they're pretty simple they don't take a lot of time or a lot of crazy ingredients, but they are quite healthy and there's a lot of options she has. But anyways, what are your thoughts on just planning a meal? Those were her kind of six ideas. And uh, what do you think? I like her. I like her six. I, I, I've never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as planning for food, I usually try to make sure that there's a good protein and a good source of like vegetables at every meal. Because um, the fruit and the other carbs seem to fall into line without yeah. trying because I would eat all carbs if I yeah. had a choice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so they're always going to be there. It's just trying to make sure I have the the protein and yep. the veggies. Uh, my grandma always goes through like this mental list of like, do I have a protein, a vegetable, a fruit, a starch? And there needs to be crunch so that not all the foods are soft. Oh, I um, like that. <laughs> something crunchy for variety. Um, so we'll be like menu planning. She's like, we need crunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. I'm going to so, use that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as you kind of think about your meals and those elements, I love those elements. Now it's time to think about prepping it. So just a basic way to like prep in maybe even less than an hour, you know, like one little hour (laughs) to prep our food. And I'll be honest, this is not what I do all the time, but I'm just, you know, hoping to encourage all of us in this area because, um, and the reason I don't have to do that necessarily is because I do stay at home. So I'm home all the time and I don't work outside the home right now. So I can chop veggies and roast food at other times than if I was gone for a big block of time during the day. But I do think if you find a good time slot that works best for you, especially if you are, you know, pulled in some other directions that make it hard for you to come home and just, I don't know, you know what I'm saying. I love what Kendra Adachi says. The biggest point of food prepping is having food that's so close to a meal that it can be grabbed or dunked in a sauce or reheated (laughs) and be awesome. Basically right away. Immediate awesomeness like <laughs> and she recommends this order in food prep roast steam saute and chop and so I therefore recommend Kendra's order <laughs> for food prep <laughs> I'm not going to reinvent the wheel I love that and uh roast steam saute and chop that's I've never really thought that much about it um 
Yeah, I, I hadn't like, either. I like what order. I usually try to do like whatever, get whatever's going to take the longest started and then um, kind of fill things in. But mm-hmm. um, but I feel like when I food prep, which happens like one or two times a month, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> I'll make one or two meals that reheat well for lunches later on in the week. And that definitely helps us to eat healthier because um, we'll eat decent dinners. But if I don't have something for lunch, it's really easy to just... Um, eat junk oh me too <laughs> to be just, honest oh yeah yep um additionally a couple times a year i'll make like massive batches of things like spaghetti sauce or enchilada sauce or the insides of an enchilada and then i'll divide them up and then freeze them so then you have this something easy that you can just thaw and wrap up the enchilada insides top the sauce and then and then yeah. you've got a meal um that's homemade in just a few minutes um Mm-hmm. I love oh. that. I'm not a huge steamer, but actually after reading Kendra's blog post, again, that's the lazygeniuscollective.com. It's linked in the show notes, but um, I just thought, you know, maybe I should buy a steamer. And I think I might do that just for veggies because a lot of times you get in a rut with like how to prepare yummy veggies and I roast them a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But then it was fun to think like, no, I could steam them too. So that's a fun mm-hmm. kind of in flavor even yeah. just with variety in your flavor in your veggies and sides and stuff and you can steam stuff I mean if you're in a hurry you can yeah. steam stuff in the microwave too oh yeah that's true <laughs> very true which I mean not that I microwave everything that we yeah. eat but <laughs> but I do like um finding good shortcuts yeah yeah so how can we make this fun like food prep right this is a question I like to ask myself about everything related to motherhood and homemaking and sometimes the answer is honestly nothing (laughs) and that's fine too but I will say a hundred percent that for me adding music to this food prep time is key and I'm sorry for all the puns today (laughs) but it's on key it is yes (laughs) but I mean I am just instantly whisked away to France if you if I turn on French cafe radio or I get all excited and energized if I listen to some upbeat pop and don't make fun of me, but like Justin Bieber, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, um, and a current favorite in our house is the Greatest Showman soundtrack. Like our little boy even knows how to tell Alexa to play it. He's like, Alexa, play Greatest Showman soundtrack. Can she understand too? Yeah, she oh mostly goodness. can. Um, and then you could also throw on like worship music if you feel like, man, I didn't really get a ton of time to like pray this morning or or spend time in the word, like you can add some worship music and you're chopping carrots and you're like thinking about God and praying and maybe pouring out some troubles like that have been on your mind and you kind of refocus or you could put on like elegant classical music and kind of relax your body and, you know, like remember those powerful benefits that are kind of come to your mind and your heart. If you listen to classical music, it might even kind of lower your blood pressure Mm -hmm. and your stress. (laughs) So anyways, what do you think about making meal prep a little more fun for all of us? I kind of, I always enjoy meal prep because it's, it's usually a relaxing activity because I have planned ahead to set aside time for tackling the cooking. Um, Most days I don't set aside a lot of time to cook, so don't follow my lead because it doesn't work well (laughs) and it gets squeezed in around the rest of the day's activities. But meal prepping requires that I make time to get the meals done Mm. and I'll clear off all the counters and empty the dishwasher ahead of time so I can just chop and cook and then toss the dishes right in the dishwasher. And so it's, it's like a, it's almost like organizing. Mm -hmm. Um, You're just organizing your food. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. Our little boy has a John Deere apron and it's so cute. So the, and the girls have aprons too. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, come help me in the kitchen. And I just give them like random jobs like, <laughs> that are age appropriate. But it does help that you teach that concept of teamwork and responsibility. And as they get older, it's going to be fun to be able to let them um, help with more as they're able yeah. to. So you guys know I'm a huge fan of timers. 
Um, I love timing things and I don't always do it, but it's just the concept, especially when you're dreading something or like, okay, it's not going to take that long. Set a timer. So it motivates me, helps me get perspective. Like it's only a couple minutes. So Mm -hmm. you can set a timer for meal prep for one hour, let's say on a Sunday or the weekend sometime. You can get a lot done in the hour, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can break up your meal prep into a few simple steps and then kind of wind everything down when the timer's up. Like don't overthink Mm -hmm. it or overdo it, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Forbes, that Forbes article recommended clumping together similar tasks and I Mm -hmm. totally do this. So you're not distracted by like, oh, I should throw another load in the laundry as you're about to like chop bell peppers. Just, you know, cooking some things, chopping some things, all of that. Like the post by Kendra is going to be linked in the show notes. She just kind of breaks down how she preps the food for the week and what Mm -hmm. order. So it's a great source to look at for a reference point. So yeah, just I want to encourage you in all of this (laughs) to not (laughs) waste our precious time and energy stressing over meals, you know, or Mm -hmm. meal prep. There's just a lot more important things you probably need to take care of. (laughs) So it's worth just letting that pressure and stress and comparison go Mm -hmm. and you know let it go let it go (laughs) so I'll review those tips one more time so number one was choose your food inspiration carefully you know don't overwhelm yourself and number two was remember meal planning can be fun and super simple the third one was meal prep like habits can allow you to relax and not depend on sheer willpower to make healthier food choices. And number four was to take an hour before Monday, before your next week begins, and prep some food. You can add music, a podcast, something fun, and involve your kids as it's age appropriate. And the last tip, number five, was follow Kendra's order of meal prep <laughs> and think of Robin's essential six when planning meals. Oh, so I hope that yes. that sets you free a little bit because I think people can really stress about this and mm-hmm. end up scrolling and looking for inspiration and then stuck. Like, I really feel like that happens yeah. well, to me a you lot. You scroll and scroll and scroll and then like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm just going to go eat some cereal. Yes, <laughs> Exactly. I'm, I'm hungry and depressed and I'm just wanting cereal. <laughs> My friend is like pinning, pinning, pinning things and then like, yeah, forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the segment called My Favorite Things where we just chat about what we were loving right now. And Christina, you're up. Okay. So since we've been talking about food, I'll share one of my favorite fast foods. I mean, fast and easy to make, but not fast to purchase. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Let's go to. Yeah, let's just drive through Um, this place. So mini burgers are always, they always sell well with the kids. Um, And to make them, I mix burger and chopped onions, garlic, breadcrumbs egg if you want Mm -hmm. basically you make a meatloaf and then you flatten it out on the bottom of a nine by 13 pan um so it's thin like not paper thin but just like quarter of an inch to half an inch um and it'll shrink um as it cooks so you bake it until it's done and i add cheese to melt at the end and then i'll slice like six king's hawaiian rolls when they're all stuck together i'll slice them in half um like to open up the hamburger bun Mm -hmm. and stick a an equal size um, layer of meat inside there. Okay. And then when you put the top on, you can cut them apart into six little individual hamburgers that then you can doctor to individual tastes. Ooh, um, and yeah. so it comes together easily. It doesn't require a lot of preparation. Um, and then it tastes like little tiny hamburgers and the kids like them because they're cute and small. Yeah. And <laughs> I love that idea. So, so that's, that's a fun, fast, easy, um, meal that and there's lots of recipes online if you like a concrete recipe (laughs) yeah no I love that idea I'm gonna try that I think our kids would really like that actually okay well you're also up for a bumblebee moment because I always share mine like excessively so it's time for someone else to share (laughs) I'm like every time I'm here I'm sharing but I guess I'm not here all the time (laughs) (laughs) so if you have a bumblebee moment to share 
just, you know, send it my way. You can go to the website or you can just send it a direct message on Instagram or Facebook, which is really easy. And many of you have done that, which they're amazing. Okay. So what, <laughs> yeah, what is yours? Okay. So I was walking out of the grocery store, grocery store with the kids the other day. And my girl loudly announces, I need candy and alcohol. <laughs> And then she seemed shocked that I fairly ran them to the car before anyone could write down our license plate to report us to child services. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I should qualify that my husband and I are not big drinkers. I mean, I have no problem enjoying a drink out with friends, but it's not a big part of our daily life. Um, But you can be sure that I felt like I needed alcohol after some of the embarrassing things the kids have said. Such as this. (laughs) Yes. But like sorrow, um, you shouldn't drown your embarrassment with alcohol. Um, The best solution is to tell everyone, right? Yep. Exactly. That's awesome. But um, yes, I'm writing these down so that when she has children, I can like prompt them to say certain things. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. So. Oh, and on that note, yes. <laughs> it's time to be done. But it's time to wrap up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. I love that, by the way. That was like <laughs> cracking me up. They're, kids are so humbling. You're just like, oh, yeah. just when you think you have something kind of figured out or like things are coasting along, they're like, drop a bomb like, with a comment <laughs> or something. And you're like, <gasps> there goes your pride. <laughs> there goes my pride down the drain. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thank you again, Christina, for being with us. And um, I just want to encourage you to tune in next week. And if you enjoy this podcast, to tell a friend or family member so they can check it out, too. Good old-fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Come visit SundayAfternoonMama.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook if you don't already. I'll be back with you next week. And in the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.